Today's episode is brought to you by TheTalentsOfSix.com, a website dedicating to uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring all of those pursuing a path towards excellence. Our dedicated and engaged contributors touch on all topics pertaining to lifestyle, culture, sports, relationships, career advice, and more. Our purpose-driven blog posts reveal the truths of the six co-founders and contributors, leveraging a friendship of nearly 10 years of experiences, both professional and personal. Visit TheTalentsOfSix.com and subscribe today. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching The Talented Six. You can also reach us via email at thetalentedsix at gmail.com in case you want to tell us just how shitty our website is. Talented6.com. Learn together, grow together, build together. All right, fellas, let's start the podcast. All right, as always, Will Warren, man in the point. Today I got Ben Hemingway and Ryan Rosenthal running the wings. Yo, 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 yo. Ben, I'm going to ask you, what, what corner of the court you like? You left corner or right corner guy? Um, right corner. Right corner? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you shoot down like your right eye? Yeah, you know how we... It don't matter where I shoot it. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, today's guest with us is a, a personal friend of Ryan, uh, Mr. Ben Holbert. Welcome to the Talented Six Podcast. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? All right, we also got his little brother, Joey Ike. Welcome to the Talented Six Podcast, brother. How you doing? Alrighty, here. he got that rapper voice. Did you hear? <laughs> he switched it up on us. Like when you go on, like when you go to get on the breakfast club. Like we got a special guest. <laughs> how, y'all, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's going on? <laughs> but uh, first, first things first, we gotta give a special belated birthday shouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man Benjamin. Kobe year. Kobe with the Kobe pro, man. year. Right, Kobe, <laughs> Kobe after the rape year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got a uh, he settled on that, so we're good. We're good. Oh nine, oh nine, oh ten championship Kobe year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it feel? It was, it was feels good, man. We went down to Columbus to the CULYP event. Um, it was mad cool. Got dressed up, did the whole ball thing, took pictures, and then uh, we went bowling, bowling party. My girl threw for me. Shout out to my girl, man. She she hooked me up all weekend, so it was a lot of fun, man. We missed y'all down there. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm glad you guys had a, uh, had a whole lot of fun, man. Your birthday is always something that like. We gonna miss regardless, cause no, usually it's a family thing, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't leave the house. Okay, I mean, unless you kick me with your boys, and then you know, I yeah, guess that's, I guess that's a little different. But I, ever since I was eighteen, I was kicking it. Is <laughs> it <laughs> my birthday? I'm kicking it on top. Yep. That's what's up. All right, so let's get into it, man. Uh, ben Holbert, welcome to the uh, podcast. Like I said, man, Thank talk you. to the people real quick. Tell the people what you what it is that you do. Why you so special, man? You, I, I really feel like you uh you an important individual, man. You uh one of you most you are most esteemed guest so far oh, on man. the Cleveland edition. <laughs> oh man! So ain't no pressure. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. But um, I'm Ben. Uh, I'm a, a stylist from Cleveland, Ohio. Here, um, been doing. A lot of fashion work in the industry for a while, working with different brands and trying to make brands hot. I think I feel like I'm an influencer. That's dope. What got you initially in the like in the in the fashion? Um, I just always loved doing fashion. I remember like growing up, me and my cousin, we would just like put outfits together in a. We had a little wardrobe trunk downstairs in my grandma's basement. We just put. <laughs> outfits and like yo we about to take this picture come outside (laughs) (laughs) so that's how I basically started and then I just fell in love with getting dressed (laughs) I I just fell in love the first time I met Ben well maybe not the first time but one of my first clear images of Ben is in Orange High School I was like 11th grade Ben come around the corner with the clear forces with some (laughs) rainbow 
with some rainbow socks. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to it up. But he was always one to experiment, man. Ben always had that, that life about him. He was the life of a crowd, so. I like that. I <laughs> words of DJ Khaled. What's <laughs> up? So you went, to, you went to school at BG, right? Yeah, I went to What did you study at BG? Uh, fashion merchandising, product development. I went in there as a sports management major, but I had to change <laughs> <Whoops>. up. <laughs> I had to change up, You're a smart man. Smart man. That was my major in college. You what, what's your mind and your dad say when you switched to, like, fashion? Because, you know, that's not the typical business or... I, but it was like... Um, it it wasn't really a big thing. I just had to do it for me. I couldn't do it for them. I like sports. So you felt that calling on you early. Yeah, I like like I said, I always wanted to get fly. So I I might as well try to put it in like put my whole focus in it when I went to school. Right? Did somebody like did somebody get you interested in a major, or was like yo the sport management thing yeah. ain't working out, or how did, how did it happen? Um, I started when I got to BG. It was this store called NEX. Mm-hmm. That uh, opened and I went and I was like, yo, I wanna, I wanna work here at this store. And then I got in tune with a couple of my homies out in Toledo. Okay. And they just put me on to the different fat, like the fashion world, and like actually being in it and, and doing working for different clothing brands and everything like that. So I, I just got in it that way. So it sounded like you was into fashion, in high school. You know, from your younger days. So what made you? So you know what, I'm going to go to college and major in sports management instead of just going straight into fashion. Uh, cause I love sports. Oh, I okay. just, I, I always wanted. I was, I played baseball, um, all my life. Okay. Um, then I played basketball. Um, this dude right here, Ryan. He was, <laughs> he was, I was, I was balling on the court with him. So. Hard to believe. Put, <laughs> put, putting your shoulder in the nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, little dude. But um. Uh, I always love sports. That's two things that I'm never gonna stop loving. So I just one was more more than the other. Right. What's crazy is that BG got a dope program for, for sport, sport management. management. They one of the only ones that have a that have the sport management graduate yeah. program. But it's just like it's a dead industry. Yeah. You want to get into pro sports? There's so much other shit you got to do. They want you to law school and you know get a JD mm-hmm. and then work on a. Work on the entertainment losses is, is doing too, too much. Too much. So I, <laughs> I, I didn't see any. I wasn't doing anything at BG to actually put me in like sport management roles and positions. I was just. I always seen myself doing fashion stuff. Like I was on, uh, doing a culture shock fashion show. Okay. Things like that. Um, and just being the fashion, fashionable dude. So, it was more so like. I had to I had to make a decision for myself. That's dope. So, once you, so how did so how did the, your experience at BG lead you up to just talk about kind of your path after after BG getting out to New York doing your things you're doing now? Well, I'm gonna try to make it as easy as po- well as short as possible. But <laughs> okay. uh, at first, I uh, I left BG, um, took a year off, a semester off, and then my brother who was in the Air Force he said, "Yo." Ben, come out to Arizona. You can get it. Just come check it out. See if you like it. Um, I was in Arizona. Uh, one thing happened. I got a call from a brand that I was working with, um, Rocksmith. Okay. And they like, um, one of my homies was like, yeah, come out to this trade show. So I went to the trade show. 
check the trade show out, and I love the atmosphere. I love the way it was, and I always wanted to work for Rocksmith, the brand. And one thing led to another. Two weeks later, my homie hit me on uh, Instagram or no Twitter. Twitter, yeah. yeah he yeah, was that. like, "Yo, if Ben was in NY right now, he would have a job with Rocksmith." So I was like, "I'm well. a, I, <laughs> I literally book a two hundred dollar plane ticket to a red eye flight from Arizona to New York." Got there and I've been there ever since. That's dope. That's yeah. dope for everybody out there looking to trace the dream, man. That's how you got to do it. That's, yeah. a, that's exactly how I did it. Just Rock, Rocksmith was like kind of brand new too then, so mm-hmm. it was like a real risk, right? It, it was definitely a risk, but it, at the same time, I like I knew what what it could be, and I was like, man, this could be really dope for me too. And then it was popping, so. Yeah. Just help it help keep the momentum going. So what's what's the first days out in NY like like your sleeping situation and Man, me and my homie, shouts out to my bro, Tony Ruffin, but he 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 basically held me down. Um I got in at like six o'clock in the morning, he like, yo, come through. We took a cab or no, the train to the Brooklyn where I was staying and then Took a cab up the block because I had three big bags. <laughs> so, got there. He's like, yo, bro, is somebody already in the living in the con Because we had a common living space. Like, somebody in there, my other dudes in there. So, we just going to kick it together. So, it was like a room, super small room. Me and him, like, he had an air mattress. I had a little... Uh, a little couch futon thing. Damn. Pushed it together. <laughs> slept head and foot for like... <laughs> AU style. Six, five, five, <laughs> that's AU style. You ain't ever going on an AU trip? You guys leaving head and foot in the bed? Uh, it was, <laughs> hey, that's for real though. You said for like six weeks? Six months. Six months? Sheesh. Okay. If, well, no. It felt like six months. I bet. Probably, it was probably like two or three months. Okay. okay. It felt like six months. You chasing that dream, bro. That's what you gotta do. But I was, but I was never, we were never really there because he does like big uh, modeling and everything. So he was doing his shoots and then I was at Rocksmith. I used to go in at around 10 o'clock, then get out until like maybe 11, 12. Open the clothes. <laughs> yep, so. Grinding. So, your experience at Rocksmith, um, with styling different cats, how did that? You know, say how did you, what was your next move? Parlayed after that. Um, working with Rocksmith, it was it was it was cool. Like, it taught me a lot, a lot about patience and a lot about like um, this chasing your dream and it, that you can do anything that you want to do and it's real. Because mm-hmm. I always dreamed about working at Rocksmith when I first when I first saw it. So. When I actually got the chance to work for them, it was like, yo, this is real. I got to I gotta keep it going. But And Rocksmith was putting clothes on all the dope rappers. Yeah, I re- we used to bring them. It was like <laughs> I was meeting all these different rappers from before they hot, like the Ray Shrimmer cats now. Okay. But I seen them when they was real little, like when they just made that, uh, I don't, what was the first? No Flex Zone. No Flex Zone. Okay. So... Them, just like a whole bunch of people. Travis Barker, I met like, but 
it just showed me that, yo, you can actually do it. What was your mentality when you was out there at first? Like, was you like, all right, eyes wide open, I'm about to try to network and connect with everybody I can? That's exactly how it was. And then at, then it starts to get, like, NY. It's not like Cali, but it's a, like, it's more so like a... Because, you know, they, they say Cali people, it's a fake lifestyle. Yeah. But New York people, it's like a different, like... It's a fake lifestyle to an extent, and that's what I—that's what I learned when I actually got out there. But see, I ain't never heard that shit before. That shit just blew my mind. <laughs> I always thought New York always had like the real hard. Like, no, they—they they cool. Like you they're real hard. I'm gonna and, do a pull up on, the, the, on the stop sign. But so, like, if you in the fashion industry or uh, kind of any kind of show industry, you need to be on one of the coasts. Yeah. So the general thing is like LA is just like yeah, that's fake, not real type. Not of. real, but. I, but personally, for me, I've never been to LA. But that's that's all I hear from a lot of people that I associate with. They say like LA is is it's a whole different lifestyle than it is from New York. So yeah, that makes sense. But um, I just when I got to New York and the time I was there, it's a lot of people that people will show fake love. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Drake shit. So. Or Drake. Hate that. <laughs> Hate that song, by the way. But, I mean, at the same time, you you cool with the same people. It's like, it's mutual. Everybody, I mean, not everybody shows fake love. It's <laughs> <laughs> just part of it. Just a, it's a part of the game, so. But, uh, that's, that's how I felt going later on. But then, like, you get around your certain key people and then that's what... That's what kept you up, supported yeah. you. So Ryan tells me that recently you've been doing some work in like creative direction, like you did some some sort of like like a video for Fab. Uh yeah, I do. I've I've done uh, music videos with like PA work with uh, different producers and different uh, directors. One, uh, my guy Gerard Victor, okay, my mentor, my homie. He uh, he brought me in. And, uh, and then my producer homie, uh, Molly the Martian from Toledo, that does uh, all I'm, the production. I'm here, yeah, he do a lot of, he like in-house for fat. Yeah, so that's the, that's the man that actually brought me in and introduced me to everybody. So now it's, I'm, I'm working with Gerard on different video sets and things like that. So, Well, what's the, uh, what's like Ohio presence out there? Do y'all like just naturally find each other? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody in Ohio... And NY stick together. Like, Ohio, like, any Midwest, you definitely gonna feel that vibe, like, a home type of vibe from the people from the Midwest. That's dope. What's the, what's like the, what's like the biggest difference between, you know, being out, being from out here and then being out in New York, being immersed with the New York people? What's like the biggest difference between us? Um, we, we, they got a different type of, um, how do I say it? They got a different type of aura about themselves, and we do too. But ours is just like you can tell. They be like, "Oh, where are you from?" <laughs> from Cleveland. <laughs> where is that? <laughs> you from Cleveland? Like you being an Uber, and that's what they Cleveland. How is it? But now they giving us like this some big, respect. Some respect, like, respect on the name. Like, you from hey. Cleveland? So yeah. it's is is dope. Um, but the people is. It's completely different. So, so would you say that being in New York, would you say that New York is the like the fashion mecca of America? Um, I would say that. Okay. Because I mean, but I haven't been all around the world. But I, I mean, just just like 
Just yeah. like in general, like I feel like <coughs> you walk world. down the street, you gonna see somebody with their own style, and that's what I love about it. Like uh-huh. you gonna see somebody completely different. I done seen a dude and just n- damn near nothing but like little shorts and a t-shirt, and then I done seen this dope ass chick walking down the street with like this long fur or whatever, mm-hmm. like some crazy stuff. But I. I that's what I you want to see. Yeah. That's, see. That's the art of everything that I like to do. I like to see that. I'm a people watcher. Okay. So. Any anybody currently in the fashion world like like inspiring you or motivating you? Um, I would have to say my dude, my my homie, um, DB, uh, gnarly DB. Oh uh, yeah. He, okay. Did he start Rock Smith or is he like the head? What is he? No, he was the he was the um, marketing director. He handled all of the visual marketing. For Rocksmith, the uh, Rocksmith was owned by um, a guy named Eric Marino and Kenshin, and they uh, they started it. But DB, so he was the mind. Yeah. He was like the taste behind it. Mm-hmm. Taste maker. But um, it was definitely like shout out to everybody over at Rocksmith. Those those are my homies. A lot of people. It's like crazy how like influential though. Taste maker folks, so it's like a yeah. like a like a forty ounce van, just for mm-hmm. example, that's and a, just that's the homie. just 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 being just being like a nigga on social media, just being cool, mm-hmm. and everybody like gravitating toward it. Now he got like you know what I'm saying forty like, got a crate like forty's fan base is crazy. We threw a bounce. Um, I was working for a company called Slam X Hype after I left Rocksmith, and it was uh it was crazy. Like a lot of people came out to where we were on the top of this uh, our office space. And it was packed to where they couldn't get the elevators up and down. Damn. That's how many people was up there. Sheesh. I remember when I first found 40's uh, Tumblr, I was like, this shit is gold. <laughs> Never seen so much ass in my life. No. Man. But not the, I mean, just from the Tumblr wave to just saying, just putting like his stamp of approval yeah, on certain artists. Yeah, through all of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, just, it's just dope how many people like, Okay, he said it. All right, I'm going to fuck with it. Yeah, shout out to everybody at 40 Ounce. My homie Dev, Van, of course, and, and Bella. Those are my homies that over at 40 Ounce. But I love the brand. I love what he's doing. He made it all off himself. One more question for Ben. Um, so, ASAP, Mob, Rocky, all of them up there. I feel like in the in the rap world... They're like the pioneers of like New York fashion and rap. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel that influence? Yeah. Like from them, like everybody wants to beat them up there. Yeah, man. It's like the Soho kids. It's like everybody <laughs> hang out in Soho, but they all look alike. So, <laughs> oh, okay. so but I know that's where the the influence came from, mm-hmm. ASAP and them. Um, I remember the first time I was in so well, one of the first times, and I seen ASAP Yams. And that that was crazy yeah, for me. Yeah. Like, yo, that's ASAP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I I seen it then, but now it's like, yo, they definitely fathered a whole lot of styles. Okay. I forgot to ask you, what's the what's the most recent project you worked on that uh up there or whatnot? Um, the most recent project is the, I did the Reasonable Doubt twentieth anniversary campaign with. Big, uh, Kareem Biggs Burke, um, uh, Emery Jones, my uh, director, uh, Gerard Victor, and uh, Anel Pla from 
they all worked together, but uh, worked on the 20th anniversary campaign, did the shoot, all 14 videos, they put out a, a capsule for each store in 14 different cities. Mm. That so, is, that's okay. incredible. One, one more thing. So, <laughs> out of all, like, the rappers, and let's even even actors, who would you say are the most swaggiest? <laughs> Uh, top top three most swaggiest rapper rappers actors singers that you that you see right now doing that thing. now and who gonna blow soon yeah oh okay. no and no order, no pressure no, yeah, no pressure no, <laughs> no order just top three right now um he's not he's he's crazy right now but I'm gonna say my boy Rich the Kid okay um, he's definitely putting on yeah. that way no worries <laughs> that way um Rich the Kid um. Who else? Some fly people that I've seen. Uh, my my bro Joe Yates. <laughs> I was I was waiting for. <laughs> Shout out to Gnarly Rogers. Shout out to Ben for for styling me. Okay. But um, ASAP ASAP Ferg for show. Yeah. Um, and uh, right. Uh, Virgil. Virgil. Okay, yeah, Virgil. Y'all follow him on Instagram. Way. Yeah. Those are like... Oh, y'all got that hip to old Yeah, man. I don't know who is <laughs> <laughs> Virgil. Uh, Off-White Brand, he's the creator. He works closely with Kanye. Yeah, he's like... Oh, uh, okay. Like, is he white? No. Like black <laughs> Virgil. Oh. Yeah, Vir- I mean, Virgil suspect, right? <laughs> black dude. Man, you tell me ain't no white dudes out there named Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Shout out to Jamal. But those those three guys might be some pretty fly individuals right okay. now. Okay. And then myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. That juice. Okay. There you okay. go. Yeah, put yourself in there. Um, uh, one more thing before we wrap it up. One I'm more a, yeah, one thing. Um, one brand that you effing with heavy right now, Ben. Um, um one brand that I'm messing with. That you messing with heavy. <clears throat> it would probably have to be uh, that I'm wearing. Would probably have to be Fourth uh, of November. Um, that's one brand. That's uh, Kareem Big Burks, their new brand that they just dropped. And uh, Champion, Champion might be my okay. Vintage, okay. Champion. Yeah. vintage, yeah. something okay. for the big niggas. Right. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna check that Fourth of November out. Definitely. That's dope. That's dope, man. We'll definitely stick around, man. We gonna dive in a couple of topics, man. Definitely. Ben. Joey, feel free to, you know what I'm saying, give you your opinion. Where do, at, man. Do, do LaMelo first. Wake Ben up <laughs> over there, man. <laughs> All right. He, he's still so, hungover from his birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ben, ben, ben probably still low key lit, man. <laughs> it's all good, though. You should be used to it by now, man. How many times have you been lit for your birthday? Bruh, I, Don't admit that. Let him listen. My mom listens, so uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> none, none. None, mom. <laughs> We're going to just uh, pirouette right over that puddle. <laughs> okay, so you want to talk about the LaMelo ball thing? Listen, listen, man. I ain't got no problem with the little dude. I understand it. Wait, wait, I, wait. I, I, Describe I, what happened first, first yeah, man. Set it up, please. Set it up. Okay, so LaMelo ball is the younger brother, uh, Lorenzo ball. I think he's the youngest uh, of them three brothers. Yeah. Okay, so they're like extra talented Cats out of uh, Cali. Nationally ranked. Nationally ranked. Number one team in the country. You know what I'm saying? Routinely dropping like 50, 60, 70 points by himself. So the video was, I think they, they came out of the they came out the fourth quarter. Pull, you know what I'm saying? He comes across half court. Points to the half court line. It was off the tip, right? No. Nah, this was, oh, this was, this was fourth quarter. It's <laughs> like, all right. So they already blowing these niggas out. Pulls up from half. 
and straps it. On that, though. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> so we had an argument in the group chat. Like, Y'all say that, man. He pointed at half court. It's crazy. Like, I'm like, yo, if a, if a kid did that on my team when I was coaching, I would bench his little ass. <laughs> because it's just, it's in, in my mind, it's just so, it's, in my mind, if you're the best player, you got to set the example. So if that nigga started doing it, I don't know how many of them other dummies was going to start pulling from half court. I see a 12th man pulling up. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that because you don't see Draymond Green. You don't see Zaza, Pachulia. You don't see none of them pulling up from half court. What's that doing? But those are professionals. They know they roll. These are high school kids. High school kids this, don't know shit. He's, a 15, he's 15, 16 years old. The number one player in the country going to UCLA as a... Um, and not only that but I was watching the clips from that game just for this right he hit 12 threes that game he was feeling right? it yeah he already hit, done hit like 5 or 6 from behind the, from behind the volleyball that's the ultimate heat check like <laughs> I can see it I can see if he was like 3 for 4 third quarter he coming up oh yeah half court and he make it I'm pulling him you know what I'm saying but he's he has like 40 points right now <laughs> he done hit 5 of these threes <laughs> from that range if he pulls that half he in the number range one, from that range. All right. The, I think the next shot he took, or maybe a couple shots later, he was literally maybe two feet in from the half-court line. Like, he's been taking shots like that the whole game. And not only that whole game, but that whole tournament. They, was like, they hold life. That's how they play, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's how they daddy talk to play. I can't get jiggy with it, man. That daddy is a, the most cocky nigga I've never seen in my life, man. <laughs> I watched their slam profile on them. Man, they daddy is like, that nigga think he got or something. <laughs> <laughs> All, all I'm saying is, if yo, if he's going to like Steph Curry, will full of shit. Like this, my thing. That nigga Steph Curry, right. I'm benching that nigga. You gonna come sit next to me? Nah, nah. Listen, Steph Curry, you you watch him in warmups. He's practicing threes five feet off on the three point line. And like, Steve, he's taking and Steve Curry is sitting there wishing this nigga would work more. Yeah, on it's, like, my thing is, it's like if you practicing, he's obviously. This is not the first. This is not his first rodeo. He's obviously pulling up from in practice and all these other games. So it's like he's taking these shots, bro. He's taking. Them. <laughs> it's Regardless. Just, he got the green light. He hit it though. Like yeah, if man. He hit it. Hit it. <laughs> well, okay. So if he so if he so if he misses it, then what? I'm it's not, not a highlight. I'm not benching. It's him like, hey, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> but you ain't gonna bench him though. Come I'm still on, not man. Benching him because he done hit four already. Two feet in, two feet from that spot. He got so forty points. He, he already got yeah. So I'm not bitching. I'm like, all right. It's hey. the ultimate heat. Hey, wait. So what is the what is the stop? Can a nigga just uh, nigga pull from the parking lot now? <laughs> you got listen. Hey. You got Lamelo Ball on your team. All right, the the number one best player, the number one sophomore in high school right. And his brothers right. is highly ranked too. They so going to like, UCLA. Who's better than him? Who y'all losing to with him on your team? Uh, Their whole team is wrong. Like their yeah. whole team is lit. So my thing is like, I'm not gonna bench him. I'm, I mean, I might say, hey, man, listen, we, we're in fourth quarter. You taking shots from half quarter. Yeah. All right, uh, chill that out. But I'm, I'm, it's not going to be no negativity. It's Wait, never going to be that. I, would, I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm just having to get off my lawn moment. But I, just can't get, <laughs> so, I just can't get jiggy with it. I got a question. Who's better, him or uh, Zion? Zion uh, uh, Williamson or something like that? That oh, big man. nigga dunking on everybody. <laughs> oh, that's the, the big nigga dunking right. on everybody. Yeah, With the baby big, fat. Yeah. The, time, <laughs> the, first, the first time I seen him, it was on Twitter. They was like, when, when your coach get mad and you got to play JV. <laughs> <laughs> over everything. I'm like, bro. Every time I watch a video with him, it's just like, oh, what are they feeding? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's... It's huge. I've been watching that video <laughs> when he windmill on him. Man, windmill. He windmilled off the oop, bro. But Man. then again. If you miss that, no, don't work like that. Hey, hey, look, 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 that's, look, look, that's just that's just the, that's just the way that I was coached, man. I was coached by some older niggas. This is how I went. Coach told me straight up: you can go up for a dunk. If you make it, 
Cool. If you miss it, don't matter if you was, was leading you, score, 12 man, you come in the Was you top 25 in the country? Was you winning dunk contests? I wasn't top 25 in the school. Was you winning dunk contests? I wasn't. Maybe, yeah, on a little title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, I can't all, jump. I, all I'm saying, dude, I'm going to put this whole situation to rest. All I'm saying is if you have an ability, do it. If you can, if you got range, shoot it. If you can dunk, dunk it. You shouldn't be penalized for for doing for missing a dunk one dunk out of ten dunks. Like Zion's going yeah, up there doing windmills. Yeah, if, you, if you're doing a high percentage, yeah, if you're doing a high percentage, like he's shooting. I don't know, like you go watch the clips. This the Lamelo Ball is shooting for nineteen. Like he's shooting threes <laughs> consistently. Crazy. Like five feet out from the three point line, and with not his, just from the three point line. With his feet cocked yeah. and his elbow, yeah. I was like, "Bro, how you that, making that, it?" That nigga has an ugliest fucking form. His brother has an uglier shot. Yeah, the one in college right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, man, that's like they learned from Bill Cartwright or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time I want to touch on that's a win for us. <laughs> Shout out, nigga, Mister Shoulder in there. First off, I want to. Uh, oh no, we're not letting this ride. You want to sing? Ryan got mad at a T-shirt. You don't wear a medium T-shirt. There's nothing wrong with your shirt. Ben, this your shirt. Ain't no way you. I'll be honest. I'm fitting this. Ryan, I feel. Ryan got an extra medium on y'all. Something skinny there. Hey man, go get Carter your shirt. Tell me I'm fat. No, he got. He was like, something wrong with this shirt. I can wear a medium. Ain't nothing wrong with that shirt. I think I seen him. What? When was that? You was still wearing the high school shirt. Yeah, the practice shirt, man. Niggas be tripping when I wear that shirt. Like. You still wear that shirt, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Grown man. You should be wearing a medium anyway. A medium should not fit you swimmingly, man. <laughs> swimmingly. This bitch look good on me, though. You wear a single digit shoe size, too? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time. Every, so every, everybody ain't 6'6, six, six, nigga. <laughs> so disappointed right now. <laughs> All right, so I was. Oh, wait. Before we go ahead. What's up? What did y'all do for New Year's? Shit, I chilled. I worked. I've been Work. working on my website. I was uh, I was chilling with the family, and then I got called to. I had a call. Oh I had yeah, a, I forgot. I, I had a DJ. I had a DJ. I I don't want to say I had a DJ at a private party, but that's what it was, and that's what I did. And I had to, I had to close it out from like one to two thirty. Why I you didn't, didn't want to say it? Cool. I didn't because it makes me sound real pretentious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah using pretentious party. is pretentious. Like, <laughs> it just it makes me sound. Like, I feel like it makes me sound like a dick to say, "Yeah, I DJ at a private party." Because then when somebody's on here, they're like, "Nigga, you ain't special." <laughs> just say you DJ the party. But was you um, in Cleveland, Ben? Yeah, I was in Cleveland. I I kicked it with the fam. He okay. was in Columbus, but I brought it. Okay. I brought the uh, New Year in with my mom. For First time in a couple of years. Oh, okay. That's dope. That's dope. You guys cut off anybody in 2016? Who y'all leaving in 2016? Words of that meme with the chick. Probably a couple of my exes. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't leaving no exes, or I'm not taking any. Uh, babe, if you listening, uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just, I'm just gonna keep walking the way I am. I don't know. I'm gonna get back in shape in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get back in shape? I'm gonna get back in shape, man. I'm getting, I'm, get, I'm getting married. My homeboys are getting married. I got a reason. Uh, I'm, you I'm sound like a same bitch. Anyway, <laughs> man, I'm trying to get back in shape. Get back into the gym. I went to the gym today. <laughs> man, all right. I almost fell on the stairmaster. Oh, oh no! Was it, was it leg day today? So I, I'm a cardio dude. I don't, I don't lift. Okay. I don't, I, lifting is. I'm not yeah, trying to look like 50 cents. Lifting dead anyway. I don't even know why he's being there lifting. I walk into the gym. Every time I walk into the gym, I say, you know what? Walk in. I'm ready. You know, I'm hyped. New year. It don't got to be a new year. Whatever. I walk in new there. Month. New day. <laughs> new day, new me. I walk in there. I'm like, man, 
I'm tired already. And I just turn around and go home. Like, for real. And it just be a waste of a drive. I'll be so mad at myself. My girl be like, I don't know why you going to the gym. You just going to come right back home. I have no <laughs> I have up. no motivation yeah, to hit a weight. Like, no. No, <laughs> that bitch hit me back. I want to go hit the, hit a little treadmill, some elliptical. And then after I'm done feeling good about myself, I want to get a couple shots up. Make me feel like I still got it. I'm going to go the fuck home. <laughs> no, no, real talk though. I, this year though, for me, it's it's the year of health, man. I I didn't I didn't fell off. Health and wealth. Yeah, I'm about to yeah, go yeah. on a cleanse with a couple of my friends from my job, and I'm Ooh. trying to get back in the gym, man. So oh. it's definitely it's yeah. definitely the year for me. The man. cleanse is tough, man. It is. All the all the try to get me to do the cleanse, man. It's tough. It's you wasn't you you with it. It went no taste nowhere. I'm like looking for it. Like where's the flavor? <laughs> like I need something. I need it's right, right. I'm, I'm, cut, I'm cutting off meat like already beef pork everything I think I'm gonna do that cut off that red shit I'm not doing that I cut pork I ain't doing that shit I keep my chicken though yeah chicken good fish good too right fish Ryan chicken Rosenthal it's hard to give up it's hard to give up did y'all get a chance to see the movie Fences yes y'all saw it I'm saying this now Let's if, let's if, rap on it. If if Viola Davis doesn't win every award possible, you think the Viola? I thought Denzel had that had it going. She yeah. she needs every award. So, she had this snot come out her nose, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she didn't wipe it until like ten minutes. Into the <laughs> she <laughs> let it ride. I'm like, bruh, she got the worst cry. Like, yeah, she had the real struggle cry. Man, she was she that cry was worse than the uh the oh my life I had to fight. Man, so so for people who didn't see it. I was reading it online because I knew we was going to talk about it today, but tell me, like, it's, it, it seems kind of confusing. I was reading it from the play, though. Right. Um, it seems kind of confusing to follow, so just explain to me, like, the, the plot, okay. the, the, the plot, what's going so on. So Denzel plays Troy Maxson. He's a garbage man. He's a former Negro League baseball player from the South, don't know how to read and write. Grew up way too, grew up way too early. What year is this in? <clears throat> this is in the, the set in the 50s and 60s okay. Okay. in Pittsburgh. Okay. So at this point in time, Pittsburgh is like baseball capital because you know you got like uh, Roberto Clemente and all them dudes. You know, the Pirates were really good back then. So this is, you know, big into baseball. Viola Davis plays his wife, Rose. Now, they have a son together. Son is named, what's son name? Uh, Shit. Whatever Troy? No. Nah. Nah. Uh, Corey? Corey. Corey. So they got a son together named Corey. Corey's <clears throat> in high school. He's getting into football. He wants to go play football at, the, at, at college. So Troy has another son from a previous relationship named Lyons. Lyons is like 30-something years old. He's like a musician. He always coming over on payday asking Troy for money. Then you got Troy has a brother named Gabe. Gabe got his head blew off in the war. They put a plate in his head. And now, you know, it's like he's like, so he's he's now he's kind of like a, he's like a semi-vegetable. I don't want to. I don't want to call him the R word, but you know, I thought he was. He's kind of developmentally dis- disabled now. Yeah. So, <clears throat> basically, the premise is is that Troy is in a situation where he feels stuck. He's really upset about how his baseball career went, and he relates everything to baseball because it's pretty much all he knows. Yeah. Him and Rose been together like eighteen years. They got Corey together. She's been by his side the whole time, and he's a garbage man. He wants to. He doesn't want to be the guy in the back of the truck grabbing the trash. He wants to be a driver. So he, you know, he goes to the commissioner and says, "I want to be a driver. I want to do this." Except nigga ain't got no license. I don't know how you can argue with a driver when you don't have a license. But the, the 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 thing I like about it is that August Wilson did a really good job of, ex, of that's exposing. That's the director. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah. writer. The writer. Okay. So Denzel adapts the screenplay from the play. 
he that him and Viola Davis were in the play on Broadway and won a bunch oh, of Tonys. Wow. So the reason why the play is so dope is because it exposes everything about that black man in that era that is true. Yeah, that's what I thought. Long story short, from Will's explanation, I thought he had a hating ass daddy. But they explained why he was such a hater, like he didn't know any better because he didn't experience any better. He came too yeah. early because yep. like, not only did he come too early, you know what I'm saying, he was a man that was never loved by his daddy. So he had to grow up and be a man early. The nigga said he said he said he didn't know how to read or write. Yeah. That's like that's that's what gets you to the next level is them basic skills. Yeah. And you know, he was like trying to stop Corey from being great, but he wanted to stop Corey from being great because of what happened to him. He didn't want him to feel he that same no, pressure. No sports. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like well, like, yeah. you, you would never think a black daddy would tell his black son no sports. <laughs> yeah. Not this age. <laughs> like, like like imagine if your dad got arrested so told you and Gabe, yeah, don't play ball. Because yeah, when I played crazy. ball it was fucked up. Like yeah. But it's still it's still versions of that going on in the world, just in a different way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's that's like, what I thought. That's why I loved it so much. It's like okay, the struggle is still continuing because it's just it's just in a different form now. Mm-hmm. Instead of him saying like, "Son, don't go pursue ba- baseball or football because they're gonna do you dirty regardless." Yeah. Now it's like, "Hey, nigga, go go to college and get a regular degree or something." Yeah. And the kid like, "This ain't for me." Type shit. Like, right. oh, I kind of oh. see it in baseball a little bit because I mean, we played baseball mm-hmm. and just growing up. We saw like the you know I want I want to say racist but no, like say it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the prejudices mm-hmm. and stuff like that were like, that was still a sport <laughs> yeah and, and different opportunities like I know for me like I think what second second or third grade we had a a baseball um, a winter team we was gonna play indoors and everything and my mom got the email my mom was like cool yeah you playing ball in the fall in the winter time and then I guess she. Tried to get everything settled, and it was like, yeah, he he wasn't supposed to get the email. Oh. No, I'm the only black dude on the team, so no. it's kind of just like, like I mean, I was second grade. That was a, like for one of the first times that I ever realized like you were different. It, it was this world different is in, up. In, in in baseball, like football, basketball. I mean, I never really played like mm-hmm. football at the time, but basketball. I was like, yeah. Encouraged. <laughs> Go dunk. Wear a headband at six. <laughs> Black dude? Yeah, come on. We don't even run fast. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. So, you know, and, and then also, like Ryan said, you know, dad wants you to go to college. You're not really feeling it. Think about all the times, you know, think about all the, think about the parents that want to hold you back from going to pursue that. Oh, but you need, but you want to college, folks. You need to get your ass in this factory and slave for 20 hours a day and make the money like me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that in that in that dynamic kind of really explains Troy. Um, I read the play in tenth grade. Yeah. And yeah. what really always fucked me up about the play is that I had an English teacher. And my English teacher let all the white kids say say nigga while reading the book. <laughs> and I remember he was like, you know, if you don't feel comfortable saying the n word, you can just say Negro or n word or just skip it at all. And I was like, yo, um, <laughs> sir. I don't want to feel like I'm speaking for all the black kids in here, but why are you letting them say nigga in here? He's like, well, well, you know, it's in the context of the book. They're not saying it maliciously. I'm like, look, if I hear any ER, it's a rap. <laughs> it's real life, man. That's Shaker School is for you. That was Shaker High School, man. Tim Curry, dog. I think we... I think my uh, teacher had people say the N word too, mm-hmm. but at the time I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Let it be authentic." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, All right, say it. <laughs> Just keep the ER off that shit, man. Yeah. But no, fences is dope. Fences definitely they they deserve all the awards for fences, man. I had a lot of uh, similarities in that movie mm. for myself, but with your dad, yeah, that's what I was explaining to Ola too. I was like, "That's how me and my dad used to work." <laughs> but it's now. 
everything's everything is is better. So I I will say that with my pops, it was more the opposite of what you were explaining. It's like he didn't have a father. And um, like he didn't have all the opportunities. Like he didn't graduate high school to go get his GED. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted more for y'all. Yeah, and, like he wanted more for us. And I, I feel like when, at a younger age, we get, gave him that pushback. Like we wanted to be normal. Like we wanted to do. Why don't you tell my sister? Why don't you run track? Like why don't you do something different? Um, uh, exchange to you know it's different stuff like that. Go experience things. Like he was pushing us out there, and we was the ones like, no, we want to be like the crowd. We want to you know what I'm saying do what our friends doing and doing mm-hmm. this stuff, doing that stuff. So I, that's crazy actually, because as I was reading the play. I was like, man, my dad was a total opposite. The same way, you know what I'm saying, came up yeah. in that era. But that's um, special, though, like, for him to, yeah. like, to book all of that stuff, exactly. you know what I mean? That's dope. Ryan, what you think as a father, if it comes to a situation where you and one of your kids are kind of at odds, how you feel like you would maybe try to handle that? See, man, I, man, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see myself ever being like him. But I do, I, I do think it's, it's kind of healthy for, like, sons and dads to like push back on each other it kind of like toughen the the son up like i think my dad knew what he was doing when he was fucking me up like fucking me up (laughs) like a nigga on the street you know what i mean i let this nigga know that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i could never imagine like trying to bottle my son's dreams of like just bucking back on him like that like if he like if he if he was like being to say i want to go to nyc i'd be like do that like just have a plan go out there do it if you don't have a plan do it all do it hard but like when I was leaving college, my mom was like, hey, go take that job at the Cleveland Clinic and call it a day. Like, <laughs> like just keep it simple type deal. But, yeah, so, I, the movie was dope. It was definitely an amazing movie. I would suggest everybody go check it out. Highly recommend it. Viola Davis doesn't get no award. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but... We gonna pull up like Soldier Boy. <laughs> 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 Fitty shooters. <laughs> man, Denzel was drunk in one scene, and then the next scene he was righteous. I was like, man, that's, that's the realest black man yeah. ever, right there. <laughs> I, don't if, I don't know if y'all peep, but the bottle I used, I was checking out the bottle, but every time he drank, it would go down. But then the next they was refilling it. Especially that pint. <laughs> it's like that in movies. It's like when you see the or, not, or in plays, when you see him, they got they got to change the background and shit real quick. That's what. Made it feel authentic. I was in like this. Uh, I was in this music video. It was like super industry, but I had to do it so I could get a check. <laughs> but it was like, you know how you see stuff in uh, in uh, reality TV, mm-hmm. where you think everything is like, oh yeah, we had a camera, camera here, camera here, capture everything. Man, we recorded the same thing like eight times, and I was like, <laughs> I was watching it, and I'm an extra, and I'm like, oh man. I'm looking for me and me <laughs> <laughs> so, in one scene you see me like in the front and the next scene you see me in the back you see me right over here uh, and it's all supposed to like happen in 15 seconds <laughs> streamless so, so it's yeah. that's tight man I wanted to transition that you know just talking about black fathers I'm we gotta we gotta talk about this Umar Johnson general setting shit man I don't know if y'all hear yeah I haven't yeah, I didn't know anything it. about it I read up on it and it's 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 crazy. We're not even gonna touch on that part. We're not gonna touch on the fact that Umar Johnson kept calling <laughs> Lil nigga. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be in your city. Lil, nigga. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you talking to? He's from man? Philly though, ain't he? Like, but you can't be six three though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I was like, yo. <laughs> But you not six three though. I'm sexy about mom, nigga. Look, look, nigga. All right, so I, what happened? It's it's just it's a it's a it's a it's like it's a war going on. A wokeness war. It's a woke war. <laughs> like the black conscious movement 
it's just going in like the total opposite yeah, direction, and I got a real. Problem I mean, it's pop. Me. It's pop now. It's right. it's, it's, it's trendy. Like, it's like it's it like oh, the, the whole purpose of education. Period is to take the information to better yourself and then pass it on. Mm-hmm. It's not to empower yourself to feel superior mm-hmm. to anybody. It's almost like you know what I'm saying. It's like you it's- don't learn this shit and become white, nigga. Like you still a nigga at the end of the day. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, depend that don't matter how much more about niggas you know than me, it don't make you no better than me. But you know, us as black folk, we always trying to get that level up on somebody. Yeah. So, so which one is the guilty party of that? They both here? guilty. They uh, both just, sound stupid yeah. as fuck. <laughs> just being on Twitter and just saying it, like, like for for somebody like me, it's like, oh, y'all arguing over being woke, cool, whatever. Like, That's pass crazy. it on. I don't even want to get educated on what it is. I just. Like y'all just look stupid. Yeah. It is stupid. It's <laughs> talking about six, six, three, and who got more hoes? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like some regular ass yeah, niggas. Yeah, yeah. So it's killing their credibility. It is. Well, first of all, that, in my mind, their credibility always been weird. Because <laughs> well, General Dr. said, General for sure. Umar, Umar, Umar for sure. Because he ain't a doctor, and can't nobody verify where he got that doctor from. They ain't even his real name. And then General said he too, because he does cocaine. So, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's gonna. That's just gonna take you out the game. Right there. <laughs> my thing is, if you if you're proclaiming yourself to be Somewhat of a leader in the black community, in the black woke community, like what's the point of fighting with each other? Yeah, like, you know, I seen the, I seen some, us more. Yeah, right? I seen some online. Um, if Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X had YouTube, would they go back and forth? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, they wouldn't because that's not even Martin. That's not even Martin's personality. And honestly, it's not even Malcolm's. You never, you never heard Malcolm attack another black intellectual. Yeah. He might have said, "I don't agree with him. This is this is not what I'm with." But you never heard him say, "Man, Martin's stupid as fuck for getting getting his ass bit by by a police dog." <laughs> but I, it's just it's 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 one of the things where like I, I understand it's just a fad. Like I got homeboy, I got homies that's previously was just like some bum ass niggas that are finally like learning, reading. Oh, it's, de- you it's know. definitely boosted up. It you know, it's, boosted up I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you uh, becoming enlightening and awakening yourself. But yo, that doesn't make you no better. And it doesn't yeah. make you any more qualified than anybody else to do anything. Mm-hmm. And besides, nigga, you still work at the fucking factory anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting a t-shirt made. It's going to say, it's cool to be woke. But sometimes you just need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Dudes be so woke, they sleepy. Like, you ain't been asleep yet, huh? He already got a copyright. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, man. I thought that was crazy. I, I, I just... It's, it's just funny. So the Steelers and Cowboys is back up in the playoffs. So that just means, that just means one thing. Oh. Old black men talking mad shit about the Steelers and Cowboys and ain't never been to Dallas or Pittsburgh. <laughs> my uncle and my stepfather are diehard Pittsburgh fans. Ain't neither of them, ain't neither one of them ever stepped foot in they, Pennsylvania. So, so yeah, Ben, so ben you, you're man. a Pittsburgh. A, I'm a Steelers fan. Oh, Steelers. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm guilty. I'm a Browns, but I like the Cowboys. I've been a Cowboys fan since Tony Romo and all of them. The whole, the whole band. I've See, been no. Nate, 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 Nate. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bandwagon. I'm jumping on this Dallas bandwagon. I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna speak my truth. Whenever, yeah. whenever the Browns suck and that's pretty much every year, and the Cowboys ain't, I hop on the Cowboys yeah, we bandwagon. Do, we, we, we jump from I hop on the black quarterback bandwagon. So I was, I was rocking with the Panthers last year. I'm rocking with the Falcons. I'm not Falcons. I'm rocking with the, rock the Cowboys rock. this year. Man. I gotta rock with my man Mike. Man, Mike Tomlin is the man. Oh, uh, they been at him too. Till y'all fire. <laughs> I can't wait till y'all lose to, to, nah. to Miami and then nah. y'all blame Mike Tomlin. No, that's gonna. Be hey bad. man, shout out to Mike. Shout out. To Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we know you listen, dog. <laughs> No, nah, it's just like old old black men just just really like especially the ones that Steelers fans and Cowboys fans they are the fucking worst at this time. I walk in the, I walk in the house for Christmas. 
I have plans to ask my fiance to marry me. My 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 <laughs> uncle sits me down and goes, How about that Le'Veon Bell? Like, man, what the fuck I want to do? Hey man, can you explain to me how the Browns lost <laughs> to the backup? Hey, we fucking, hey, we fucking suck, man. You, <laughs> can I ask him a question? Ask away. I'm, I'm a Browns fan, you know. This is my brother, so you know. This Pittsburgh, Cleveland. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So it's a real beef, huh? You watched the game. I watched it. No, I ain't even watched the game. Ain't no real fan. He's putting Landry Jones on his ass to the counter, man. It's calf season, man. I ain't worried about the damn Browns. <laughs> Switch gears here, just because you just said something. That, oh, he was um, ready for this. One. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cocked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us, because I don't think we heard the full story. At least I didn't. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention. How did the proposal go oh. to, to your girl? <laughs> tell, tell us all the details. Man. Go ahead. Shout out to my fiance Tanisha. Love you, babe. Uh, it <laughs> went well. So I had to, I had to like basically compartmentalize everybody in the situation, which means what? some people knew a lot, other people knew nothing. <laughs> okay. That's the best way to go. That's the best way to go. You got to cut out the <laughs> yeah. Where was your exactly. mama at in this compartmentalizing? I let my mama in on enough to keep her from running her mouth. Okay, exactly. I didn't tell her mom or her grandmother, who she's really close to until the day before. She's not close with her father. I didn't have to involve him, but she is close to her older uncle, so I did involve him a little bit. He live out of town. I just wanted to get the blessing from a male and her family. Got it. Cool. Let's go. <laughs> so the whole time I'm driving back with the rain, I'm like, the first thing I thought, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm like, I thought of all the old hoes I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I was like, and I was like, damn, I'm glad I ain't done shit. Because <laughs> I'd have felt stupid as hell doing this with them. But it, it went well. She was, totally, she was totally surprised. I had my whole family there watching, man. Um, her daughter went crazy. So that yeah, was, she started hyperventilating. So like, how'd, you, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? Like, I just, I just, we was all exchanging gifts and I just kind of got up and I was like, hey, stand up for me. She's like, you know, I was like, you know, I love you. This, that, and the third. I got it on video if you want to see it. So she was totally off guard? You totally mean? off guard. So, you know, I got down on one knee, pulled the ring out, put it on, and that bitch didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was like, Ryan was like, you had one job, nigga. <laughs> one job. I blew it. So now the, the ring, the ring back at the ring shop getting, oh, getting, getting fixed, fixed, man. So cool. it'll be back in a couple weeks, man. I'm I'm hundred percent sure when I when I propose to my to my beautiful young lady. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Um it's Ooh, definitely yeah, gonna nigga. be that Martin episode where he had Brian McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna be Brian McKnight, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm gonna have Who got it, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's how it's going to be. We're going to be in the park. I'm going to have my friends come by, you know, throw a little gifts. And I'm going to sing a little melody. I'm going to throw the ring on. Can you so, sing? It's undeniable. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, man. Uh, I'm coming out 2017. You know, Brian, 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 that is a falsetto, dog. That's, that's a high ring. I don't want you to go out like Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve. She called that L. Yeah, you talk about you played yourself. Come <laughs> about shit happens. Bitch, you were all time great. That ain't, that ain't supposed to happen. That's never supposed to happen. She, she don't see Beyonce doing that dumb shit. She said, I'm going to let y'all see this. It wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Mariah Carey lost right. her marbles, dog. <laughs> Want to sneak in a little NBA talk before we get out of here? All right, we're going to close this out with a little NBA talk. Um, this question here. Who, who's 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 winning the MVP race? Cause it's a two man race. 
See the Harden. Let me see the West. The West. Is it Westbrook or is it Harden? Oh, you got notes. Oh shit. Let me let them, let me let, be, let me let uh, Hemingway get this off his back right. one T. Okay, so I was looking. Wait, 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 no. Let me go first. Okay. Big, I know. Okay, no, yeah, nigga, I let him sure go. Let him okay. go. Let him right. go. So if we had to do this today, season ended today. Harden MVP. Harden. I don't agree, and this is why. <laughs> this is why. They. Harden averaging thirty, Harden averaging twenty eight, twelve eight, which is amazing. Say it again, slow. 20, 28 <laughs> points a game, twelve assists, eight boards, shooting forty five percent, thirty five percent from three. Right, Houston is twenty seven and nine. I think they're the third seed. Say it slow. Twenty seven <laughs> and nine, third so, seed. I mean, they doing really well. They they're doing really well. But Russ is averaging a triple double, thirty one with the triple double, 10.5 assists, ten point four boards, 43, 43 field goal percentage. 33 point uh, percentage. They really got the same numbers, low key. If you think about it, Russ just got the triple right, number. right, right. Nah. They got the same numbers, right? And, and, Who got a better roster? Okay, okay. Who got a better roster? <laughs> so I will say that OKC has uh, a so, little so, bit. So, so Harden doing bit more. Harden doing or not more? He doing equal with less. Let the man finish. So I'm looking at the numbers here, and this is I was telling Gabe this. Gabe was like, "Man, they winning 61 games. They winning 59 games." I said, "I don't believe it." Cause they really only like five and five, or like I think four and five against like top, top NBA teams. teams. Top, top teams. When I, when I say that, I mean, I say top the teams, Cavs, is it though? Spurs, Boston, uh, the Raptors. I throw OKC in there because you know we judging them too, and they only like five and four, or like four and five, one or two. But rest of them, they like six and five. Which I'm not saying they're doing any better, but it's like I don't think Houston can sustain. So you betting right now? You betting that they won't sustain? Okay. I'm betting that they okay. won't sustain, and then that. That okay. triple double that uh, Russell has will over you know will not. Well, right now, man, right, right now James Harden ain't more impressive. In the last week, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> 50, but even right, then, right, right, right. fifty three, seventeen, okay, sixteen. So wait, y'all giving Russ the Bron syndrome because he just had a triple double in twenty three minutes. I think twenty two yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, that was that crazy. May, it's that crazy. may be what does him in for the MVP vote. It, it, it will. Lebron syndrome. It will. Because it's, it's like he's doing impressive stuff, but y'all saying, oh, he got 30 triple doubles already this year. No, no. I'm just saying Harden is slept on, and he got le- he got a, a worse roster, and they got a better record. I think he has a better roster, to be honest with you. Who? who? Well, Eric Gordon is a, who better? Eric, Eric Gordon is a legit yeah, max he is contract. But now Ryan Anderson is a legit max contract. He got he got a legit, he actually, what's he actually, a legit max contract. Yeah, now that, yeah. that means they, that means they're getting paid pretty well to do one job. That's poor. That's what I'm saying. Like a max contract don't mean anything. And and then Harden is making them dudes look better. Like if the season started yesterday, they would people would take OKC's roster over. Uh, Houston. One more, no, one more thing no, I will say. Okay. Oladipo, Adams, Cantor. Oladipo is a no-show right now. Yeah, he is a no-show right like, now. He's and, and, and he's made a match potatoes. Off. One more thing I will say. I, I, I know the media, NBA media love the storyline. So I think that Russ... That, that storyline to get is, it because yeah. KD left and he's still like sustained. <coughs> They're like the fifth seed. Like, I do think that OKC has the a tad bit better of a team, but... To be real, Russ is working way harder than Harden to sustain that that six seed, that fifth seed. While and while he's doing it, he's having a triple double. Like he, because like, with Houston, you got to guard the shooters. With OKC, you have to all your defensive attention is on whatever Russ is going to do. That's a good point. Do. That's exactly. a good point. And they got but OKC a better defensive team. He can't shoot at all. Yeah. KD passing the ball in the. In the uh, Western Conference Final and he didn't shoot. He's like, shoot the ball. He's like, I mean, Robinson is like the nigga that gets the ball and everybody on the bench goes, no! No! And then when he does it and misses it, they're like, no! They be like this, yeah, man, play off this, dude. Self-check. Yeah, I was mean, hey, Russ really is the MVP. 
But if, <laughs> if Houston finished with a better record, oh, I if think Houston Harden finish in the top three, which I don't think they will. Top if three. they finish in the top three. three, and Harden ends up averaging close to a, a triple double, which I say, and Russ got it. 10 and 9.34. <laughs> and Russ got a triple double. And Russ, and who Russ, you gonna pick? If you say, oh, I was about to say, if you say Harden, I was about to say, I don't believe you. Yeah, no, I ain't no problem. Russ is definitely getting that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's just, a, it's just amazing what he's doing from the point guard position. Because one, a lot of niggas used to hate playing point guards; they'd never get the ball back. But now it's you not only facilitating the offense, you are going to the rack and taking boards out of big man's <laughs> hands. That is ridiculous. You got my man right here used to do that. Tell man, tell him, man, everything. I ain't. <laughs> I used to hate playing the point. I ain't gonna never get this ball back. <laughs> Yeah, that was live, bro. All right, before we end here, I want to uh, drop a, a quick uh, spot here. The Talented Six contributors want to attend your next conference or event. Whether you're a religious youth group, high school or college student organization, or a social group like the Boys and Girls Club, we would love to engage with and participate in your next activity. If you have a speaking opportunity available, please contact us via email at thetalentedsix at gmail.com. Check out the engagement section of our website to see the pictures and testimonials from our previous appearances. Talented6.com. Joe, you want to shout out to SoundCloud real quick, man? Oh, yeah. Shout out to my <coughs> SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash J-O-E-Y-A-I-C-H and also my website J-O-E-Y-A-I-C-H.com and check out the new music video GD7249. Definitely one of the dopest videos coming out of Cleveland. Definitely gonna check okay. that out, man. You know, take a look at the take a look at the uh the music, man. We might throw something on the uh, on the website for you. Joey, Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. Make thank sure whatever y'all do, man, follow your dreams. Don't let nobody stop you from anything. Absolutely, it's Talent Six Podcast. We out. Peace. All right. Did it go off? No.